0: On this episode of the Competing for Christ podcast, we get to hear from Stephanie Burdett. You'll hear more about who Stephanie is and her story in just a minute, but I didn't want to start off by saying that this conversation was actually brought to light because of her new book, For All the Glory. This book was so good and there are so many useful, tangible and practical things within it that should they should really help athletes no matter what stage of life or what age they are. And there, there's just tons of scripture throughout that applies directly to athletes. So please go check that out on Amazon, and I'll make sure to put the link uh, in the description to that. But Stephanie and I have a weird and just kind of crazy story about how we met, and we do touch on that in this conversation. But really make sure to listen out for other topics too, like comparison being the thief of joy, the power of fear in athletics, and there's just so much more woven throughout this conversation. So make sure to stick around because there is so much great advice in this conversation for every athlete out there. Welcome back to the Competing for Christ podcast. I'm your host, Ken Burke, and allow me to introduce our guest today, Stephanie Burdett. Stephanie is author, an ultra runner, a certified strength and conditioning specialist and massage therapist, and she's a former coach. Stephanie, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here.
0: Yeah, so first of all, Stephanie, uh, I think I, I should tell you and all the listeners out there, because I don't think I told you this, but about how we met, I... I didn't know how this happened other than God working in his timing, but I literally I just logged into Facebook one day in a group for Christian athletes, and the first post I see is your post promoting your new book, For All the Glory, and I don't know how that happened. I can't explain it other than God, but I I got the book. I read it. I loved it, and I just thought I'd invite you on the podcast.
1: Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's so random that how that worked, how that happened. Um, yeah, it was just... You know I had gone online I haven't been I actually haven't been on Facebook in like three years oh so God. I had yeah I had gone back on and I was because I wanted to like you know tell my friends and people I'd lost touch with and things like that and then I had happened you know one of my friends had said hey you know fellowship of Christian athletes that would be a great place you know really great for people and athletes to, to hear this and um, so I was like oh maybe I'll just check that out and I'll just you know send it over there and then you had sent me the message back and I was like oh wow <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is so crazy three years yeah. wow holy cow well I mean that's such an amazing story I think it just speaks to what God how God works like that and we'll, we'll touch on your book I mean that's the reason you came on we'll touch on your book in a little bit but first of all I wanted to ask you I mentioned you were ultra runner how and why do you run all of those marathons ultra marathons I mean you have it you all across your, all in your book, hundred miles, 50 miles. How do you do that?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's pretty crazy. It's a, an amazing experience. If you ever want to like come to the end of yourself and see what you're made of, that's just sign up for a hundred miler. Um, I just, you know, I when all growing up. I hated running. I didn't like it. I always had to, you know, I ran because I played sports and, um, and so it wasn't until after I graduated from college where I had like nothing left to do. Like, you know, all sports are over and like, what do you do? And so I got into running and I started to enjoy it just because I didn't have to do it. And then, um, you know, years later, I got into trail running and oh, my goodness, I just fell in love with it because it's a completely different thing because you're like in the mountains, you're on trails, you feel like a little kid bounding down hills and, you know, you crossing through streams and, you know, all this stuff. And it's just, it's, it's so much fun. Um, and the community is really awesome as well. Like, um, the ultra running community is, is just a different breed. I feel like, um, you know, obviously we go really far for long periods of time, (laughs) but also they're just like the most genuine, loving, caring, encouraging people where, you know, if you fall, somebody in front of you during a race will turn around and come back and make sure you're okay. Um, Which is just, you don't see that in a lot of places. Um, If you're sitting down on the side of the trail, feeling terrible, everyone who goes by you, oh, how you doing? You okay? What do you need? Like, do you want a salt tab? Do you want, you know, whatever. They're willing to give you anything and help you along your way. And um, so they're just super encouraging. So that's kind of helped me to stay in it. Um, But as far as, you know, what gets you to the end, um, perseverance (laughs) is is a big part of that and mental strength. I mean, honestly, I feel like anybody could probably run a 100 miles. I know that's for a lot of people, they're like, nah. <laughs> um, and, you know, I said in the book, you know, one of the biggest things we always hear—the number one thing—like people are always like, oh, I don't even want to drive that far, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and so, but for me, I think it's amazing. Like if you go to the mountains and you're looking, you're driving in and you see the mountains, the mountain range, and you're like, I'm gonna run from there to there with my own two feet, and like, that's awesome.
0: That's so cool, and. I don't think anybody knows this, but my wife and I are training for a half marathon, and we like we're at like mile eight, seven, and we're struggling. I'm not going to be honest because, like you said, we're athletes that just graduated from college. We don't have like you don't have any competition. You don't have any like physical activity that you have to do. So we're like, let's run a half marathon, but it's it's tough. And hundred miles, oh my goodness, I I can't even imagine. But onto your book, how have your experiences as a coach and as a runner now and as an athlete, how have they helped you write the book For All the Glory?
1: Yeah. So I think each uh, different one of those things has uh, given me different experiences, different perspectives, setback struggles. Um, each one of them is very unique uh, to my journey and I think, you know, well, sports in general have such a carryover um, to the Christian life that, you know, things like perseverance, endurance, power, strength, passion, victory, glory. You have a path, you have a plan, you have hope and a finish line, you know, all of those things that um, it just it really just made it really easy to combine the two things that I love, which is God and sports. Um and so I think all of the events in my life leading up to this point um, was really God kind of weaving that path for me. And it all has come to this time where, you know, He gave me the opportunity to write this book and I just went with it. So
0: I would love to just unpack some of the themes within the book, but obviously I don't want to give all the book away because we want people to read it, you know, (laughs) but with the, the first topic that I wanted to bring up was comparison being the thief of joy, because it's difficult not to look at other people and compare yourself to other people. I mean, I'm sure yourself, like if somebody, you brought it up in the book, if somebody's running faster, you're just like, I wish I was them, but at the same time, you realize that you are your own, own person and you have to, you know, you have to go through the journey yourself and in your life. How can athletes focus on their personal journey through Christian athletics?
1: Yeah, so I agree. It's it's hard not to notice other people, especially when they're doing better than you or you're trying to, you know, hit a certain mark or be at a certain place and you're just not able to get there and you see all these other people passing by. Um... And, you know, especially in sports, it's hard because you're always matched up against other people. Right. And especially with, you know, social media, too, is where you're, you know, it's unfortunate because it's like you're always looking at yourself and the worst things about yourself. And you're comparing it to everybody else's best thing about themselves because that's all that people put on social media. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, yeah, it can be really, really hard. not to compare yourself with them. Um, but I think that, you know, compares when we compare ourselves to other people, it will steal, steal your joy because, you know, it it brings all these thoughts. You know, you're it can make you depressed. It can make you frustrated. It can bring, you know, all of these things in where um, it just beats you down, you know, and Mm. mentally it just can like tailspin you. And so, um, I also think, you know, joy. So happiness comes from situations, but joy comes from God. And so when we compare ourselves with others, it kind of takes away from God's creativity of how he made you, you. And so, you know, the joy comes in knowing that he gave you certain gifts. He gave somebody else certain gifts and there's a difference between noticing other people and comparing yourself to other people. So I think, you know, if you can, I think there's nothing wrong with noticing that somebody else is doing better and appreciating the gifts that they have been given by God. But then you yourself, you know, instead of comparing, saying, OK, well, what gifts do I have and how can I utilize the gifts that I have to make me a better athlete or make me get to the place where I'm looking to get? And, and I think a lot of times, too, like I know for me growing up in sports, I always noticed the people that were better than me, but especially on my team, I would match myself up on purpose with the people that were better than me, because I knew it was going to make me better, right? So I wanted to utilize their gifts to bring out the best of my gifts. And so um, I think that that's a way that we can really, you know, knock back, I guess, you know, not so much comparing yourself in a negative way, but in using it for a positive
0: yeah and, and that's so hard today especially with social media and I, I think you brought that up in the book like social media is it's it's only the good things of people you don't see the bad things you don't see what they're struggling with you don't see what they're going through and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell the listeners out there like comparison does not stop at, outside of sports like you're going to com- try the devil is going to want you to compare yourself to everybody in your entire life in your job in your church and so many different things and I think nipping that in the bud like right now is so important especially as an athlete
1: yeah absolutely and the focus should be on you know giving your best with what you have in the moment right now you know and it's and um you know I think we can we can lose that when we start to put our focus on other people, instead of focusing on ourselves and what, you know, we've been given in this moment.
0: Absolutely. And, and speaking of, you know, giving your best, I think injuries kinda don't, they do they, they do the opposite of that. They, they, you're not your best when you're injured. You know what <laughs> I mean? And they can plague your career and your team and just you as an individual. How do you differentiate the injuries that, I wanna be careful when I say this, When they help you versus when they hurt you, because sometimes we as athletes think, oh, this injury is a sign from God that I, my priorities are shifted away from him. But on the opposite side of that, you could say, oh, the devil is trying to corrupt my athletic experience. How, how can we differentiate between that?
1: Yeah. So I think, you know, obviously injuries are never great. Uh, I don't know that we ever really look at an injury and say, oh, I'm really glad that happened. <laughs> you know, right, oh, exactly. this was really helpful for me. Uh, but I do think that we can look at it and say, okay, what can I learn from this experience? And, you know, I, if, if you really like, I was just reading through Job and it was kind of like, you know, he, he has all these horrible things happening to him and he has no idea why, right? And he's like, I haven't done anything wrong. Why is this happening? And so a lot of times when we were injured, we kind of have that same thing. Well, why is this happening? And And, you know, and it could have just been like, oh, like, hey, the guy hit you wrong and you twisted your ankle and, you know, it snapped. Like, okay. Like, so I think there's definitely things that happen for a reason. There's things that God will use because it happened. I think that God is always teaching us something in every situation. He'll use it to um, to help us and to grow us in both of like our faith and in our character and all of those things. Um, but I think the devil is also on in on that as well and he's gonna take advantage of any opportunity to Pull us down, and I think where it can, where injuries can really harm us, is when we let it affect us mentally. And so, I think one of the tactics of the devil is to really, you know, he's targeting our our brains and our minds, and he's really trying to pull us down um, because the further he can pull us away from focusing on God and from giving God the praise, the honor, the glory, then the more happy he is right like he wants to pull us away and so if he can use that injury to do so he's going to do that um which is why it's so important to then keep our focus on God to you know like Ephesians says wear the armor of God you know arm up get ready to fight and um you know it says resist the devil and he will flee from you so um I think especially when we are going through injuries it's just so tough um mentally as well as physically obviously we're trying to heal and rehab and that has its own uh struggles that come along with it you know pt is never fun <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um you know i i think that if we can get our emotions under control and um you know really f- hone in and, and ask God, you know, what is it that you want me to learn from this experience? What do you want me to take from this? And how can I grow despite this thing that's going on?
0: Yeah, that's so true. And with so many negative things in sports today, how, how do you, how do you find God in sports? Because I mean, the central message of your book is literally finding God in sports. How can we do this as athletes?
1: Yeah. So I think, um, there's definitely a lot of negatives that can surround sports. But I think, you know, again, it's not about anyone else. It's about what we're doing and how we're including God in what we are doing. Um, And so I love the verse. um, I think it's Philippians 4, 8 to 9, where it says, whatever is true, honest, just, pure, lovely, is a Good report. Uh, if there's any virtue or anything praiseworthy, think on these things, and um, you know. I think the more that we can think about those things and think about God and just staying positive, we can overcome that dark negativity with His light. Um, and you know, I don't think that it's really like I was, you know, after writing this book, I was kind of like, you know, it's really not hard to find God. He's everywhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and I think the really underlying thing for me was reading the Bible and getting into the word because for a long time I had not done that. Um, you know, I had been searching for God. I've always known God, um, but I was what I was missing was a real relationship with him. I think my, my faith was very surface level um, and selfish, if I'm being honest, it was kind of, you know, I'd go to God when I needed something or, you know, I was in trouble or I needed help, or why is this going on or whatever. And, um, and it was like, I wasn't, I didn't really have a real relationship with him. And we know that like our communication to God is through prayer but his communication to us is through the Bible. And so that is his word. And he's speaking to us through it and it's alive and it's active and living. And so, you know, I think the big thing is to be in the word because that's where we find him. And then we can carry that with us. And then that's when you start to notice, like you're going through your day and like a verse will pop in your head and you're like, oh. Oh yeah, I see. I see what you're saying, God. I got. I gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I'm picking that up, okay. And um, and it's so funny how those things happen. Or you're reading the Bible and something just pops out that you read a thousand times before, and all of a sudden that thing is like, oh, yeah. that makes so much sense right now, you know. Yes. <laughs> and so, um, and so I think that's really, you know, finding God in sports. It's finding God anywhere, really. It's just you know, finding and having that real relationship with him and including him in everything that we do. And that means sports as well. And so I know for me, a lot of times growing up, I wasn't that way. So I was kind of, you know, I'd pray before a game, I'd step over the line and then left him on the bench, you know, and I I kinda maybe, you know, chatted back again at night before bed, you know? (laughs) And I think that was such a disservice and such a horrible thing that I look back and I'm like, man, like, what was I doing? Like, (laughs) I thought I was, you know, I thought I had great faith and all this, but I really, I didn't. And it was more like I was saying selfish. I wasn't including him in everything in every part of my day and bringing him on the field with me and um, doing any of those things. And so I think, Finding God in sports is acknowledging him and using the opportunities that you have to give him glory, to give him praise, to spread his word. And God might be giving you the opportunity or the platform to do that. And it's just being in tune with him and noticing when that opportunity is there.
0: Athletes are very distinct in this way. Like there's no other thing in this world that we try. We like bring in God right before we step onto the field and we pray to him or we do whatever. And then for some athletes, that's the only thing, that's the only time they talk about God. That's the only time they talk to God. And I think it's very, I think you said, you you hit the nail on the head there when you said it was such a disservice to your faith and maybe your testimony too, because I was the same way. I was absolutely the same way. And I think a lot of people listening to this have been guilty of that at times you want Him to give you success, and that's why you pray. And that is not not healthy at all.
1: No, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's hard because... And that's what... So when I was... Before I went to write this book, I had been searching for, um, you know, how to find God in sports, how to find God in nature, how to find God... I was clearly really looking, looking for God and looking for what, I don't really know that I knew what I was looking for, but really now I'm like, I was looking for a real relationship with God, right? And so, um, and when I was reading some of these books, it was kind of like what you were saying. It's like, okay, well, this is a book about somebody's sport experience, but it's like, look how awesome I am and also i have god right and it wasn't and so the big reason why i wrote my book and the way that i wrote it was that i really intermixed scripture with experience because i think it's so important that that is how we live our lives we should bring the scripture into every aspect of our life whether it's sports or life or work or whatever and you know like i was saying before we hear from God through the word. And so I think, I just think there's so many people that haven't read the Bible or didn't know things. Cause I know when I did my deep dive into the Bible, I was like, the Bible says that I didn't, I didn't know that. I had never even heard of that before. Like there was so many things that I was like, Holy cow. And then the more I learned, the more fascinated I became and the more I fell in love with it and fell in love with God. And you know my relationship started to grow and and that was just i mean amazing
0: there are so many predominant figures within the athletics community you know professional athletes and such that they say the only reason for their success is god and while that may be true i mean there's so many there needs to be a better conversation into why they think that and if it's strictly because they have a relationship with god is because that they have success, then that's not that's not how God works, and it's not how our faith journey works at all. But you, you talk about glorifying God in everything that you do, in everything that we do, specifically in sports. But what happens if the fear of the unknown overrides your want to glorify God? Because you touch on fear a lot in the book, too.
1: Yeah, because, you know, I think... Satan's big tactics are fear and doubt. If he can put fear and doubt into our our heads, he can really, you know, take us down. Really, you know. Um, but you know, we're called to faith, not fear. And so, um, you know, I think a lot of times there is a fear of the unknown because we we don't know. We don't know what the future holds. And but. God does, right? He's He's omniscient. He knows all things. He He knows the end from the beginning. He's seen it all. And so why not put your faith in him who knows everything, <laughs> right? Yeah. Then, then trying to figure it out on your own and being fearful. You know, it says in the Bible, be anxious for nothing. And so, you know, tomorrow has its own worries and it'll yeah. take care of itself. Right. And so, um, and a lot of times we, we have these fears of things that more often than not are never even going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and we get all worked up about it. And, you know, it stresses us out and we get anxious and we get depressed and we get worried and we're, you know, all these things. And then it doesn't even come to fruition anyway. So, um, you know, I think we are called to be. Come to faith regardless of our circumstances, regardless of our situation. We should be going to God, and and you know, there's a lot of different stories that I wrote into my book, um, Gideon, and you know, all of these people that you know, they are presented with issues or a struggle or something that is seemingly outrageous, and God makes it almost more outrageous in what he says for them to do <laughs> to really just grow their faith and be like you want me to do what <laughs> how um and you know a lot of times we have this fear and so we don't let go completely and god is saying hey i want to help you out i want to he wants to bless us abundantly right and so But he needs us to let go in order to do that. And so I think, you know, if we can give him, submit to him and and say, you know, take this. I I don't know what's going to happen there. There's a lot of unknowns. Anything could happen in, you know, in the future or whatever. Only you know what that is. And when you finally give it to him and let go, like officially let go, because you know a lot of times we say we're gonna let go, and then we come back and pick it back up. And say, yeah, I think I, I think I, I think I want to try that a little bit more on my own, um, and that never works out well. So I don't know why we do that, but <laughs> when we do finally let go, it's like our fear turns to peace, and our the unknown becomes adventure. And our want to glorify God, we want to do that because he's just so amazing and he shows and proves himself over and over again. And so, um, he, you know, we, as we all know too, he uses all things for good to those who love him. So, um, give it to him.
0: Yeah, exactly. It can, this can cause you to quit before you even start. Like I, I am a very big introvert and i like i get kind of anxious when i'm about to go out with friends or you know acquaintances because i'm so scared that i'm going to mess up when i talk that it like it forces me to not want to go and i there's so many things like that in this life that are like that and if you just give them to god like like you said officially give them to god and I'll, like take them back it will change your life and it will change your faith journey because so many things have come to fruition for so many people, especially in the Bible, because they had faith. Because, I mean, you mentioned, you mentioned Job. The only reason that he survived everything that he did was because of his faith. Like, his, even his friends and his wife said, just denounce God and just turn away from him because you're going through all of these things. When, I mean, his faith was so strong in that, and he did not quit ever.
1: And I just love, I love that. And I love, I love that story because there's just so many things in it that like, it's just like regular life, right? You, he has all the things in the world. He thinks everything's going great. And then all of a sudden, everything gets taken away from him, everything. And he's just like, what in the world is happening like why is this happening to me why you know i think he even curses the day that he's born but he he won't curse god but he like he was like i can't believe this and then of course his friends come in and then his friends are all like giving him terrible advice and <laughs> and but the whole time he's like he he was just you know he was like i know god like you're awesome and you know, you, you've made the stars and the sun and Orion and Pleiades and, you know, and he just goes on and on about how awesome God is. And, you know, and through that all, he just is unwavering in his faith. And despite losing absolutely everything, like, could you even imagine like all of his family, all of his animals, his property, everything, and then he gets boils from head to toe, you know, like, it's just the For goes from bad to worse.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. And I I think that that story too can touch on who you hang out with because it's his friends, but that's that's another topic for another day. (laughs) But Stephanie, I just want to thank you so much for joining me today. The last question I did want to ask you is this book was great. I loved reading it. What takeaway do you want the reader to get when they
1: read it? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, get up and get after it with God. Be 100% all in. That's, you know, that's my motto, 100% all in, no matter what you're doing. Um, and I think my, my biggest hope is that it encourages people to do a deep dive into the Bible so that they don't just know about God, but that they have a real relationship with him, that they know what they believe in and why they believe it, what they don't believe and why they don't believe it so that they can have, you know, courage, strength. They can be bold and step out in their faith, um, giving God all the glory. um, And that at the end of the day, they realize that it's not about you and it's all about him.
0: Well said. I, I can't add anything to that. Stephanie, it really means a lot that you got to come on today. I think, I mean, what you have said just embodies what God's plan has been for you. And I think you just live that out very much so.
1: Thank you so much. And thanks for having me on the show. It was great chatting with you.
0: Well, for all the listeners out there, please share this episode and follow us on social media at competing for Christ podcast. If you don't get anything else from this, just remember this. Jesus loves you and he's going to fight for you no matter what. Talk to you next time.